Leaders Lift, episode 35. Thank you for joining me today. I'm your host, Greg Cunningham, and I hope that over the next few minutes, we'll have a good discussion about something I've noticed about myself over the last several months, maybe a little longer than that. So what I have realized, especially where I've had some different things going on, is that when I have something that I know I need to do or I know I need to get done, I try and do it right then and do it as quickly as possible. I'm not sure exactly where I picked up this habit, but I think I've had it for a very, very long time. Now, there are a lot of times when this is very advantageous for me, but there are also a lot of other times where a more deliberate, you knew I would get that word in, where a more deliberate approach would be better. So let's spend a few minutes talking about this. Now, just before I get started, just remember to like, share, follow, subscribe to the podcast, share it out with anybody you think will benefit from it, and check out the show notes. You can get to those by either swiping right or down on your podcast player, on your mobile device. If you're on the website, you can just click on see show notes and check out all of the information that's available in those notes. There's some great things in there that you can get to both for this podcast and for some other things that I'm working on. Today, I thought I'd start off with a story that's about this whole concept of I want to get something done as quickly as possible. So I've talked a lot about how much I love to ride mountain bikes. And one of my favorite trails is a trail up above Midway, Utah, and it's called the Wow Trail. It's really Wasatch over Wasatch, but they call it the Wow Trail. It's amazing because you start up super, super high and you come down about 3,000 feet on the way down. I don't climb it yet, but I do go down it. So there was a time. Uh, a couple of years ago when I wanted to go up and ride this trail. We were just going to drive up for the day, and my wife was wanted to go up as well, and she was just going to go down and relax in the in the state park down there by a lake that they had. And so she drives me up to the top and drops me off, and I start down the hill. Now, she was fine. She was going to be down there. She was just going to read a book and do some other things. Like I said, there's a lake there, and there's a visitor center. And so no big deal, but for whatever reason, I felt like I needed to rush and go down the trail as fast as possible. I do this a lot when I ride. Now, I do ride for exercise, but when I go on these long rides like this one, it's not really about getting specific exercise. Yes, I do get some, but it's more about getting out, enjoying riding, enjoying the scenery and that kind of stuff, or at least it should be. For whatever reason, going down the trail this time, I decided to push it as quickly as I could. And I got down through, oh, about halfway down the trail. And I came and I was on a section of this trail that I had done a whole bunch of times. But because I was rushing and not paying attention, I hit something and I ended up going over the handlebars. Now, it was a pretty good impact, enough that it triggered my Apple Watch to say, you've taken a fall, would you like us to call emergency services? And I was okay. Um, and landed on my hip and my shoulder and stuff like that. And my hip was took a long time to recover, but it was all because I was rushing. Now, the problem that this led to is now I had stopped. Now I was worried that I damaged my bike. I was worried that possibly I had hit my head and damaged my helmet. So I wanted to get down to the bike shop that was there in town and have them check all of that before I went home. Well, that meant that I had to rush even more going down the hill. And Make a long story short, while this is one of my absolute favorite trails, this was definitely not one of my favorite rides. So this is a good example of what can happen when you rush things when they shouldn't or don't need to be rushed. Now, I've gone down that trail several times since then, and I take it much easier. And my wife just knows I'm going to take longer. 
And it's great because I get to enjoy the scenery. I stop and take pictures. I don't worry about pushing myself too hard. So just one example that I wanted to, to share with you all. Now, like I mentioned in the introduction, there are actually times when it's okay to go fast or when you might absolutely need to go fast. And I'm not trying to say we should never rush through things because that does need to happen sometimes. And sometimes it doesn't really matter if we go fast or not. So when is it okay to go fast or to rush through something? Well, one, when you're up against the tight deadline and that's gonna require speed to get that deadline completed. Now, forget about it, whether you planned well or not, put all of that stuff aside. If you're coming up against a deadline, no matter how you got there, it might require speed to get there. So that's okay. There are also other times when the quality may matter less than the speed. And I've talked about before how in agile software development, you wanna release things quickly and then learn from your mistakes and your successes. So quality does matter, but things don't have to be perfect. So it's okay to go fast. Now, if you're releasing a piece of software that absolutely has to be perfect, then speed may not be the best thing to do. Another time when it may be okay to go fast is when you're gonna do something that you've done a million times, it's fairly routine, and your muscle memory will just make sure it gets done right. And then the last one, and I've talked about this a few times, it's okay to go fast when good enough is good enough. Everything doesn't have to be perfect. Now, for somebody that's a perfectionist like me to say that, it sounds really weird, and I still have to work on that every single day, but sometimes good enough is good enough, and then it's okay to go faster than maybe you would if you needed to make it perfect. Now, there are times when going fast might actually cause some issues too. And the first one I would say is, is the opposite of what I said earlier about quality. If quality is the most important thing, then speed may not be something that you can, that you can do, right? You can't go fast if you've got to do it and have perfect quality. If you're doing something that requires a lot of attention to detail, that might be a time when speed doesn't work. If you're doing something for the first time, speed may, may not be a good idea. Another time that rushing something is probably not a good idea is if you're reacting in the heat of the moment. You're gonna do it right then and there because the moment is there. And sometimes that's moving too quickly. Either you do the thing too quickly or you jump in to start it too quickly. And this isn't just about emotion, but could be about something as simple as you remembered a chore that needs to be done while you're in the middle of something else. Or like I've had a couple of times over the last week, some sort of computer issue pops up and you decide I gotta fix that when you should be working on something that's more strategic. So those are some of the impacts. You could do things fast or you can do them well. Sometimes you can do them fast and well, but that's something that you gotta figure out and, and balance this out. Now, what are some of the impacts of going too fast when you don't need to or when you shouldn't? Well, the first one is quality issues. It's easier to make mistakes if we're going too fast than we shouldn't be. If you think about doing something for the first time or when quality is important or attention to detail is key, those are times when you may make mistakes that might cost you. And another one is you could end up dealing with something that you didn't really need to deal with. I told this story a long time ago, early, early on in the podcast, but my garage door opener went out and I know how to replace them, but I have a home warranty. And so I thought, well, I don't really want to deal with the home warranty, especially when they told me that I'd have to find somebody to fix it myself. I just needed to replace one part, I thought. Well, long story short is I ended up not being able to do it, didn't want to. So I tried to find somebody to come in and fix it. I actually found a company that the warranty company would work with. They came in and they actually ended up replacing the whole garage door opener 
um, rather than just trying to find and source that one old, old, old part. So that was an example of when I could have ended up dealing with something that I didn't need to just because I was trying to jump in too fast. So quality issues, dealing with things you don't need to, that's one impact of going too fast unnecessarily. Now another impact, and this is something I've become much more aware of over the last year, especially with my grandkids here, is that sometimes you miss the moments. There's opportunities to do things right then and there that if you're just rushing from one thing to another, you may not take advantage of. That also goes with kind of the journey of life. If you're always rushing to that next step in your journey, do you ever really get to enjoy the present? You know, things, I've heard people say things like, and I'm sure I did this when I was a young parent, I can't wait until my kids are big enough to do big kid things. Well, yeah, that's great, but then you miss all the little times. And then they become teenagers and you wish you really had some of those little kid things back. Or in the professional world, well, I just hit that milestone in my development plan and I need to immediately start working on the next one. So we miss those little moments when we could either pause and celebrate or breathe or we just lose an opportunity. Like I did on that bike ride when I crashed, I lost the opportunity to see the, the scenery. It was fall, so the leaves were starting to change. Missed out on all those things just because I tried to rush it too much. And then another big impact of always rushing through things and from one thing to another is we drain our well and we burn out. And remember, this is our energy well, the one that we draw on and that other people around us draw on as well. So when we rush, 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 we're going to drain that well much faster and we can burn out or empty that well much easier. One of the things that means is that when we do need speed, we may not have the energy to provide it. We may not be able to actually do it. It also means that it's going to impact our day-to-day, -day, and honestly, it's going to slow us down even more just because we don't have that energy. And it's going to impact those around us because they can't draw from that well either. So, you know, those are some of the things. Quality issues, missing the moments, and draining our wells. Those are things that are going to happen when we go too fast too often or when we go fast unnecessarily. So what do we do about this? Well, first we need to try and be deliberate. There you go again. We need to try and identify if what we're about to do requires speed or if we can be more deliberate. And like I said, there are times when we just have to go fast and that's the way it is. But if we can be more deliberate, we should. Another thing we can do about this is we can key in on the times when we can enjoy the moment or enjoy the process or the journey to get to that end, end destination. You know, think about my bike rides again. When I go on these long rides, I'm in some amazing mountain or even desert country. I've got some of that coming up for Thanksgiving. If all I focus on is riding as quickly as possible, what am I missing? Scenery, you know, opportunities to just take in the moment, to think about things. It's not like I'm in a race. I don't do that. I, I'm not a racer like that. And it's not like if I go as fast as possible, I'm really going to change my fitness that much. My fitness is going to be more impacted by the daily rides that I do versus these more epic rides that are out. The daily rides allow me to go on these other rides. So it's not going to make that big of a deal if I run this 16-mile course in an hour and a half or in an hour of 45 minutes. But I'm going to miss out on a whole bunch. So that's one of the things that that happens is, is we need to key in on those times so that we can enjoy those moments. Another thing we can do about this is we need to remember to celebrate achievements or milestones. And this goes for you and for those you lead, whether it's your kids or on a team, 
doesn't really matter. We need to remember to celebrate achievement. One of the problems with goals is that there's always another one after it. There's always a next thing. You know, think about a salesperson that's got a sales quota. Well, next year it's going to be higher. And, you know, I've met this quarter's goal, but I need to meet next quarter's goal. And so that's how this works. There's always another goal after the one we just achieved. And it's real easy to just start looking to the next one. Think about a couple of scenarios here. You get your first house or apartment, and immediately you start thinking about one that's bigger or better. Or you're working successfully on wrapping up a major project. You're just getting to the end, it's gone super well, and you already have work to do on the next project. Now, in that scenario, right, I know that you can't always control that, but I really appreciated the project teams that I was on when we would, even if all of us had gone our separate ways and moved on to the next one, where we would still have you know, a dinner or an outing or just a, you know, a lunch or whatever to get together and celebrate wrapping up that project successfully. Another one I think about is if your kids graduate high school. I just, I've been through this with all of my kids, but you think about this, we, we want to celebrate the high school graduation, but it's immediately about, okay, where are you going to school or what are you going to do next? I don't advocate everyone taking a year off to go backpacking. But we've got this norm, I would say, that it's all about, okay, where are you going next? Am I going straight into the military? Am I going straight into college? Am I going straight into a church mission? Am I going straight on to professional training or whatever the case may be? And it's okay to think about those things, but I think we really need to stop and celebrate the achievement. I know it sounds funny that graduating from high school might be this big achievement, but there are a lot of people that don't. I don't advocate everybody taking a year off to go backpacking or something like that, but at least be deliberate about this and think, okay, how am I going to celebrate? And yes, I may need to start work or that next phase of my life the next day, but that doesn't mean I shouldn't take an opportunity to celebrate. I know for my son that most recently graduated, it was a couple weeks later that they went on a weekend camping trip. And several, he and several of his friends just went camping on that weekend. They had already started to move on to this next phase of their lives, but they took the time to go out and do that. So I think it's important for us to figure out how to celebrate our achievements. And yes, we can look forward to those future and those next goals, but we definitely need to celebrate getting where we are. And then the other thing that we can do about this, when we go in and evaluate whether we should move fast or whether quality is more important, more important is to not forget the lessons about good enough being good enough at times. And so maybe that's one of the things that you need to do from an evaluation standpoint is say, if I go really, really fast and get this done in a week versus two weeks, will it be good enough? Will that extra week make it that much better? And let me give one example. I was just working with a client and we were doing some uh, return on investment calculations for uh, a piece of software that we're going to put in place. And we spent a lot of time on those calculations trying to get them just right. And it was important that they were where they needed to be, right? We didn't want to go in and tell the executive team that we were going to save a whole bunch of money when there was no chance of doing that. But at the same time, we reached the point where it was like, okay, we could continue to try and refine these and save a few pennies or whatever the case may be, but is it really worth it? Is it better to just get this done and move on? And that's one of those examples when good enough is good enough. Another professional example. Uh, when I was working in a call center at a bank, large call center, we had a, a really, really large budget, millions of dollars 
to run this call center over the course of a year. And the first year I was doing this, I was super stressed out because I was missing $1,000, I don't know, $5,000 in my calculations somewhere along the way. And um, again, this is on a multi-million dollar budget. And um, when I went to my boss and said, I just can't find this, she had this look on her face and was like, why are you even chasing this? Right? Because at that point, getting the budget done on time or quickly at the right level of quality was more important than it being absolutely perfect. And a $10,000 or $1,000, whatever it was, you know, calculation was not going to make a difference. So good enough was good enough. So don't forget those lessons. Try and do that evaluation and figure out what is good enough. Is this something that can be just good enough or is this something that needs to be perfect? Now that sounds like it's a lot of evaluation to do when you come up on these scenarios. The reality is that you're gonna do that evaluation without even thinking about it most of the time. You know, most of the situations we face in life are not gonna be these life or death or make or break situations where we need to stop and think about this. We'll have our natural instincts if your natural instincts are often wrong, you need to work on fixing those. But most of us are going to have those natural instincts that tell us, yeah, I just can go. Or no, I need to slow down. It's these bigger moments that we really need to be deliberate about, right? That we need to think about, can I go fast? Or should I go fast? What is good enough? Or does it need to be perfect? And do that evaluation and then approach that situation deliberately. It's kind of funny that the day I was preparing this outline, I was in a huge rush. I had several strategic things that I wanted to focus on. This was my day that I said, I'm going to do some high-level strategic things and not get caught up in the minutia. But I kept getting distracted by little things, computer issues, some other stuff. They were things that didn't need to be done right then and there. Or they were things that I thought, oh, I'll just hurry and get this done. That way my brain will get rid of it. And then I can get on to the important things. Now, I did, I recognized that was that, that, that is, wow, I can't talk today. I recognized that that is what was going on and was able to course correct on this. But the problem is if you let that continue to happen is that you may never get to those most important things. Those things that we want to hurry through, they may take longer than expected or unexpected problems. And they end up taking away from the things that matter most. That doesn't just go for professional things, but that could go from I'm working on an assignment that's due in three weeks and my kids want to play. You know, where's the balance there? If we try and get all these little things done and say, well, I'll get to that thing that's most important later, we may never actually get to those things. Now, what I hope is that each of us can be a little more deliberate about the things we rush to do and the things we rush through and this whole concept of rushing from one thing to another. I hope that we can take a moment to be present and enjoy that moment. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the scenery like I need to do a better job of on these bike rides. I also hope that we can give those things that matter most and that need to be done or handled just the right way the time and attention that they need. That means we don't rush them, whatever that may mean in a particular situation. If we want to get more out of life, I think this is one of the key things that we need to do. Otherwise, we'll never quite get to where we want to be. We'll never get to the place of our most potential because we are always rushing from one thing to another or rushing the things that matter most. And that's just not going to get us there. Thanks for sticking with me to the end of this episode. I hope you found something useful in here. Just want to remind you that last week's episode, episode 34, was a compilation episode where I went back through about the last 
20 or so episodes and talked about some of these personal tools that help us better navigate and get more out of life. So check out that episode. Hopefully in the next week or so, I'll get a blog post up that just lists all of those. If you'd rather have that for reference, I'll post it on mountainebooconsulting.com. But until then, or until next week, let's go out, let's find something that we think, I gotta just hurry up and get this done. Take a step back and think, okay, does it need to be done? Can I rush it? Should I not rush it? Is good enough good enough? And then hopefully that'll allow you to find time for things that matter most and then help somebody else do the same. Thanks for joining me and until next week.